Hello, and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. And on this show, we're discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. This episode, we are back to talk about chapter eight, and we're not alone. Today, we're joined by the founder and editor-in-chief of The Spool, a senior writer at Consequence of Sound, and the co-host producer of Nathan Raven's Happy Cast. You can find his work on IndieWire, Uprock, Sci-Fi Wire, The Takeout, The Crooked Marquee. It's our friend Clint Worthington. Hello, Clint. Hi, Clint. Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> we are so happy to have you here. Yes. Excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, just happy to be here talking about Dune. You also uh, forgot to mention that uh, I also write occasionally for Sci-Fi Wire, where I just published a piece on uh, eight of science fiction's greatest cats. Oh, was one of them the cat in the cage in the Dune movie? Alas, no. Aww. Not the one that you can milk. Uh, no milkable cats uh, were in this list. I mean, aren't most cats milkable? I don't know, Robert De Niro, what do you think? <laughs> but are all of them poison antidote? Right. I mean, that's a pretty cool freaking cat. Yeah. Why is it a cat? It's, cat. it's just mean. Just to be mean. We want to get Kyle. Let's get David Lynch. He won't answer our <laughs> questions. But we could yeah. ask them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, Clint, let's talk a little bit. Like, how did you come to Dune? Like, was this a thing? Were you one of the, the many, many people that came to this series, like, through the movie? Or is it, like, like me? Like, your parents kind of pushed it on you and said, read this. <laughs> my parents would not push me to read science fiction no uh <laughs> i just I, I grew up as like a, a kid on like a farm in downstate illinois so like i'm actually a farm boy oh. luke skywalker styles which is very interesting <laughs> sure. um so yeah i think i first came to it from the movie but like in a weird roundabout way i think i came i think i first saw the the david lynch film in like probably junior in my teens watching it on the sci-fi channel where it was like the super extended like the oh, Alan Smith yeah. cut, where instead of Virginia Madsen, it's like four hours of just some guy talking over concept art. Yeah, um, <laughs> that one's that rough. Kind of stuff. That's a rough. Oh yeah, it's a rough watch. But somehow that one got me. Um, and so Ooh. I ended up reading. I read the first two books in the series in high school. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, that that stuff was really really cool. I mean, I'm just I'm a huge sci-fi nerd in general, so I'm always a big fan of world building. <laughs> and um, and that kind of stuff was really cool. But uh, for some reason, I think my favorite version of Dune ever is the 2000 sci-fi miniseries okay. uh, starring <laughs> William Hurt and a bunch of just random Czech actors. So I was going to say, like, be specific, the first miniseries or the second? Because this is important. Yeah. Okay. It's it's tough. I mean, I think Children of Dune is more well crafted and also features a shirtless James McAvoy, which is I mean, plus. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here yeah. for. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and fun <laughs> fact, if you're if anyone out there is a big score hound like I am, uh, Children of Dune was one of the early scores from Brian Tyler, who did a lot of Fast and Furious scores like he does a lot of big blockbusters now. So mm -hmm. it's kind of fun to like be part be in that sort of zone. Uh, but there is something about the theatricality of the first one 
um, where it all it all feels like it was made for five million dollars on a soundstage, and like yeah. it looks yeah. like a piece of performance art. And I think I there's something I love about that. And actually, this, they actually make a way, they find a way to make it work for themselves. I mean, the scenes of Paul and Jessica running across the dunes are some of the best television ever. Oh, I mean, like it, when they're it makes me laugh so much when they're running from the thopter. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, I'm wild. just really into it. I'm just like, this is corny as shit, and I love it. The guild navigators right. look like the greys from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Because a little bit, yeah, kind yeah. of. It's like I think they the puppets bats. from like Stargate, yeah, with with bat yeah, wings attached. They were like, ooh, I don't know, let's put some wings on it. I mean, at least they weren't giant like buttholes like the I... the lens. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have well... giant buttholes for phases. <laughs> well, the guild navigators, I suppose, are giant buttholes in a much more uh, figured yeah. sense. Yeah, in a broader sense. Exactly. Yes. In the broader, more oppressive sense. Yes, they are right. giant buttholes. Um, but yeah, like it's it's really interesting to see what you can do on like a sci-fi budget because that was also that was like a premium for the time. Like that was the money that they had to throw at this thing. Yeah. So they, they got the yeah. cinematographer for Apocalypse Now and gave him five dollars and a couple of gobos <laughs> and were like, "Do this." Yeah. So yes. was this before? This was before Battlestar Galactica, if I'm yeah. remembering. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this was before they kind of learned what they can do on a budget, which is quite a lot, but yeah. you know, it just mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> maybe... Well, because they thought they thought filming in the Czech Republic was cheap. They're like, no, yeah. Vancouver's the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we'll hire all of Vancouver. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's Callum Keith Rennie doing? Get him on the line. Seriously. <laughs> Fun and fact. And that guy's uh, great. No, he is yeah. great. Hey, Dean Stockwell in both. Well, not in the yeah. miniseries. He's in Dune, the Lynch movie. Right, right. Oh, man. As one of the characters we'll be talking about extensively in this chapter. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I suppose we should get right into chapter eight. That was a great segue, Clint. Thanks. I do what yeah. I can. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this isn't my first podcast rodeo. <laughs> we got a professional here, Megan. Oh, for once. Jeez. <laughs> Class up is going. <laughs> amateur hour up in here. Right. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, so I, yeah, chapter eight. Despite me begging Megan to please read this in her Elizabeth Holmes voice, she will not <laughs> relent. She will not do it. <laughs> I like my vocal really, cords. It's really good, guys. Um, so do you want to get started with Arulan's epigraph of the week? I shall. UA, 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 goes the refrain. A million deaths were not enough for UA. From A Child's History of Muad'Dib by the Princess Arulan. UA, so UA. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I'm gonna kill your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, my favorite is in the, again, in the, the Lynch movie when Jessica says that, because it is so dramatic. She's like draped on the floor of the, the thopter and her hair is all down and she's just going, you way, you way. And you're like, yes, Francesca, <laughs> do it. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I just have to say again, it's total bullshit that you get the shortest one in the book. <laughs> and last week I got all the Latin words. <sighs> so stupid. That's anyway. so, that's such a Dune move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So By maneuvering. Eight. Three-dimensional chess. Yes. <laughs> the art Wait, of Canley is still alive in this podcast. <laughs> I would be the worst in this universe, can I just say? I'd be long dead. I am not that great yeah. at Why this kind of maneuvering. This I whole, don't know. I feel the like whole... you have cunning. 
I have some cunning, but this entire conversation that happens in this chapter where everything has 17 <laughs> meanings, I would be going, wait, what is that, huh? Like we're all looking, <laughs> okay, we're looking at people, looking at trees. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> I'm going to go hug my son. Bye. There you go. Yeah. I would be terrible at this universe because I talk to myself a lot. So I feel like my internal monologue would not be so internal. Yeah, you give the like, game Oops, away. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Everyone's just turning around, like, what? What? Yeah, huh? Yeah, I think I'm you're. Kill you're guy. betraying us. What? Right. Man, I feel really bad about it, but you know, I just. What are you gonna do? He's yeah. talking under his breath. Oops. Does he know we can hear him? Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. There is uh, a lot going on in this chapter. Yes, like yeah, yeah. a lot. It Layers. is like. You definitely came in for the the longest chapter we've had so far, and mm -hmm. with the most stuff like happening, not the most people coming and going because it is once again two people standing in a room talking, but there is so <laughs> much talking going on. Yeah, like, this Frank book Herbert is like... knows that you don't need to like just have one thing happen in a chapter, right? right? You can have more than one scene in a chapter. <laughs> it's no. a Dan Brown situation over here. Yeah. Oh, that I is mean, true. we are just doing a lot of talking at each other and thinking about talking and not talking and oh man, this is a lot. It's it's chewy. It's very chewy. <laughs> Yui chewy. Mm -hmm. Oh. 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 Well, that's I hope that's a tie-in product. I actually yeah. made a little like advertisement. This was like a year or two ago. Like I made this little ad and I was like I want to have like a line of personal like grooming products called like Dr. Yui skin so dewy. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was high. I don't know. It just came to me. And I don't I have no recourse or excuse, but I actually like made a little like advertisement for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well that yeah. reminds me of the uh, the man the book on management that I wanted Princess Irulan to to write. Irulan <laughs> on Rulin. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm actually amazed that we don't have that. We got a ruling yeah, on right? everything else. Oh, I know. I mean, we basically <laughs> know what Paul yeah. ate for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. She's just a fashion blogger. This is just her Instagram. There's like, <laughs> right? they just called these from like random posts with like next to like artfully presented like, you know, Chris knives and stuff. Right. I'll get to what the favorite recipe was. But first, let me tell you a little bit about the history of coffee. <laughs> yes. Poor ruling. Yeah, yeah, this is a really interesting chapter and 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 um one thing that struck me about this cuz again this is like for this podcast this is the first time I'd read this since high school and just seeing just it's it's been a while since I've read a book that delved so deeply into the into the psychology of people that mm -hmm. uh, into the psychology of its own characters and sort of mapping out the almost like the dialogue tree of everyone that is speaking right then. Where mm -hmm. you can think one thing and then say another, and that it's pretty much this, you know, pas de deux of of, mo of hidden motivations and discerning real intentions from like behaviors, from little behaviors and things like that. Yeah, summed it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been fun. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I read like mostly day to day. Like, I read a lot of either I'm either reading romance or horror. And those, like, yeah. that kind of genre fiction is sort of easy to kind of just, like, breeze through. It's not often very, um, doesn't often give you a lot to, like, really sit down and think about. Yeah. Um, you know, not to, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Like, sometimes I need it in between books. I will just 
you know, pick up a romance because it's like a palate cleanser. So, you know, to sit down and like actually read this book has been like kind of more of a challenge and making me actually like after I've read the chapter, just kind of think about what happened in the chapter and think about like why all of these characters act the way they do and how and, and because I have read the entire original series several times, like knowing how like early he's planting seeds for like future events yeah in the series i do kind of wonder if he had any idea when he started writing dune like what he would be doing with like um i don't even not even god emperor but like chapter house and heretics i don't know i mean like how how much of this did he have in his head before he sat down and started writing it Right, exactly. And I mean, I think even in the microcosm of this book and this chapter and the chapters that preceded it, like this whole first act of the thing, everything before, you know, the betrayal really is, Mm -hmm. you know, it lays it all out there for you. Like this is, these are set events. And I think, you know, the framing device of, of the princess's, you know, epigraphs and everything, like talking about these are, this is an historical account, right, Mm -hmm. of everything that's Mm -hmm. going on. And all these events are set in motion. Every every single one of the characters knows what's going to happen, and they're either sort of hoping that it's not going to happen, um, you know, in the case of Jessica, or in the case of Yui, just sort of is resigned to this fate, um, which I think is so, so fascinating. That's a really interesting element of his character, too, because, like, usually it's kind of a Judas figure who, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is just sort of betraying people for, you know, for ideological reasons and just you know, someone just found the right lever to pull for, for Yui. And so he is going to betray these people whom he loves. And um, just knowing that entire, knowing that secret, knowing the, the sort of the guilt that runs through him is, is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it makes him, I, I don't want to say that he's not a sympathetic character. I mean, I certainly have sympathy for like his reasons, but then again, it's just like, you're talking about killing an entire family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One thing that that I find very interesting is the fact that they make such a big deal about the fact that that the Harkonnen were able to break Yui's conditioning, um, mm. and that they were able to use his his wife, whom he had thought was was dead, but now is has been given sort of this you know dangling carrot that she might actually still be alive. It kind of amazes me that they're allowed to get married, because that seems to me like you're just handing someone a letter yeah. too. Yeah. Like you I was think, I mean, that. not not to you know pull out too much from things that were obviously influenced by Dune, but you'd think it'd be like sort of an old era Jedi kind of thing, or it's mm-hmm. like, nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, right. you see how that turned out. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you see how this turned out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very true. Well, because speaking of like the imperial conditioning and the souk stuff, it, it seems to fit like that particular school of it seems pretty ill-defined comparatively, yeah. but it does fit into a larger school of like all these characters in Dune, especially these ones in the upper echelons. Like it, it's it's an interesting window into this society that um, is informed by this thing we keep hearing about, the Butlerian Jihad, where like mm-hmm. we put our faith in computers and computers like rose up or whatever and they had to have an entire war to wipe them out so to replace that and still advance human beings had to become these like ultra logical ultra heightened beings and these various schools of like you know the Bene Gesserits are good at well politics as they say and um all these other things and like the the Sardaukar are you know these these crazy fanatics and um, it seems like the suit conditioning is yet another one of those schools of thought where it's like mm-hmm. in the world of Dune, there are mm-hmm. all these different disciplines that you can master. 
and mm-hmm. become, you know, Im- you know, is impervious to, I think it's basically just manipulation, I suppose, in the case of uh, in the imperial conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess not so, not, not so much. Um, but it's, yeah. it's very interesting to see that kind of heightened aspirational nature to the world Herbert created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I, what, this is one of the things I was just thinking about reading this chapter again was that, you know, they're going through, they're talking about like the people walking by and looking at the trees and stuff. And I thought like, that's something that you just don't really have in this is just people. <laughs> You've got yeah. like, these, these are Fremen, these are Bene Gesserit, these are Mintats, these are, you know, it, there's mm-hmm. just not people. Like, just regular, ordinary people that are just like, oh, I'm an innocent person caught in the middle of all this. Like, that doesn't seem to exist in this universe at all. Like, everyone seems to belong to something. Yeah. Right. It seems the closest we get is, like, Gurney. And he's mm-hmm. still, like, a master fighter and all of that stuff. But he's still, he's, he's the closest we get to kind of, like, a working class guy who doesn't put on airs, you know? He's just really good at playing the ballast set. He just wants to have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, and you don't get, you know, there's no sort of backstory like, oh, he was was trained as a fighter as this, and he went to this and this academy or this school or this whatever. It's just he's done what he had to do, and yeah, it's not now... a product of like hereditary heredity or breeding and you know all yeah. that stuff. Like he sort of right. he he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. <laughs> he's not a sword. Like... He's not a sword master. Yes, yes. He's a sword master troubadour. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, which is not now my new D and D class. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, don't leave out the troubadour. That's important. I'm waiting for the day yeah. I start getting like hate mail from like real Duncan Idaho fanatics. <laughs> Dear Megan, <laughs> Duncan Idaho <laughs> is great. Who cares sure. about Duncan Idaho? I say, except for the fact that he's played by Jason Momoa now. I mean, everybody pretty much. Everybody <laughs> cares about Duncan Idaho, and you have to keep caring about him literally yep. forever. Yes, yep. you never stop. <laughs> Never, ever. Because <laughs> he yeah. ain't going anywhere. <sighs> yeah. Oh, well. Well, he's not even Dr. in this Yui, chapter. Though. He's not even yeah. in this chapter. Let's, mm. Yeah, we should. He's I, barely he in this book. <laughs> right. You raised an interesting point, though, earlier, um, talking about the, the moments where they're sort of looking at the townspeople and um, looking at the Fremen and sort of sussing out their role in this society. Because, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's we're still dealing with the politics of this is this colonizing force basically just changing hands it's still like empire building it's still like Mm -hmm. you know nation building that kind of thing and uh you can you know jessica clearly sees like the you know the atreides as the benevolent um overlords basically where it's like Mm -hmm. oh you know well we're still above you but we'll treat you really nice yeah Yeah. people were people (laughs) rioted at um us taking up so much water and bringing more people in, but oh, you know, we offset it. We got those carbon tax credits. Right. <laughs> it's an yeah, interesting I, way to treat the capitalism of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This and this whole like series, and I, I feel like this one is kind of starting to, like I said, sow seeds for future events. But like the whole like, there is a lot of like colonialist messaging happening here and mm-hmm. it's in these early chapters as like this is the impact that this force this i i want to say just invading force like has on the culture and the society around it and you yeah. see that like a lot later too but yeah i mean it's there are like <laughs> like i said this is so meaty there's 
17 things for everything said, you know, mm-hmm. 17 meanings yeah. for everything yeah. said that it's just like, you really can't snooze on this. You really do have to like sit down and think about what they're saying. Um, and when she's talking about, you know, are, or do they see, she's asking you a, like, do they see us as the enemy or like, are we, she's kind of asking like, is this a hostile environment is what yeah. it is. Like yeah. how much it, white guilt should I feel? Is uh, this really hostile because can't we turn these people like to our side? And that's very right. much, you know, like, She's thinking it. The Duke is thinking it. Thufir's thinking it. They're all thinking it, like, separately in their own rooms. Paul is thinking <laughs> it. It's just, like, nobody's getting together and talking about it yet. But yeah. there's all very much, like, the sense that, you know, th- the power on this planet is not the spice. It's the people. Mm-hmm. So Desert there's a power. bit of, like, populism going on there, too. I don't know. There's just a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to talk about the date palm tree. Which yeah. seems like a really, mm-hmm. really interesting image. That that whole idea of, you know, like they put in these trees to sort of, you know, make the place look better. Mm-hmm. But all it is is it's it's water for a hundred people that is being wasted on this tree per and, day, you know, I assume. Yeah, per, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know, and then she says, but some of these people look at the trees hopefully, and Yui says they but hope some dates will fall, except it's the wrong season. Um, which feels a lot like economic anxiety a little bit like the kind of temporarily you know embarrassed billionaire kind of thing but but with a weird shade of like colonialism to it yeah and i i did wonder about those trees though those trees were probably already there anyway put there by the whoever was there even before the harkonnens but um yeah yeah i think it's probably in line with the the greenhouse i actually kind of was thinking later about the um about Yue's response to that because it seemed like is he just being like cynical or trying to you know because he's in this mindset in that moment of like you know there's no hope for these people so just like I'm just gonna quash any any hope that even in conversation like it's an incredibly like cynical and kind of hard line that he takes with her but i kind of wondered if that was intentional or if it was really out of season these are things <laughs> i want to know are there really dates on those trees right 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 um yeah. i mean yeah it kind of feels like he because he's in he's he's being real mopey in this mm-hmm. chapter yeah. i mean he's very a mopey emo. guy mm-hmm. he's very emo so i feel like it's one of those things where you're just in a bad mood and then suddenly everything is shitty and you're like <laughs> no it's never it's never gonna happen right. and you have to wonder how much of it is you know deliberate how much is this his train of thought because even because earlier when he first when jessica first walks in she asks him where paul is and mm-hmm. he says he sent paul into the next room to take a nap and he calls her just jessica mm-hmm. and she, then he kind of is like oh i'm so sorry oh my gosh you know and she says it's fine you know we've known each other it's when we're when we're alone you can call me jessica uh <laughs> and he thinks that you know okay now anything i say if i seem weird she'll just assume i'm embarrassed so obviously there's there was some level of you know he planned that you know like Mm -hmm. let me throw her off throw this whole conversation off guard uh this way if she could pick up any strange you know nuance to what i'm how i'm acting right now i can she'll just be like oh it's because he called me jessica uh, but then the same thing with the, the the trees, the looking out the window. Like, is any of that legitimate, mm-hmm. or is that entirely just I'm going to throw her off because I don't want her to try to glean what I'm actually thinking? 
he knows that she can't really tell she's not really a, like a real truth sayer like his wife was mm-hmm. but he yeah. also doesn't want to run his mouth off in front yeah. of right. her he took like he a correspondence course take the, ch- yeah. take the chance yeah right, she minored right. in it yeah it's like you know got an associates in it um yeah this is a really this is a really horny chapter uh especially with that sort of exchange like oh no just call me jessica it's fine when we're alone um and actually like there were there don't were don't of, call like, me that in front of people yeah right? exactly uh yeah like it's long past time formality should have been dropped between us in private uh that kind of stuff and even well i just i love seeing you know taking lines out of context too like when they're talking about paul and like paul being asleep and all that stuff you know um he's taking the change well except for getting a bit overtired he's excited but what 15 year old wouldn't be under these circumstances (laughs) and also i'm like he's tired why did you give him a sedative (laughs) please please don't drug my kid um yeah come on like i'm sorry did you, who choice. did you talk to about this like um i'm his mom and... yeah just over medicating it's, it's it's just kind of a munchausen kind of deal right there we go oh yeah. man it's yeah because it's it and also i mean i am skipping ahead obviously but paul's not even asleep Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. and neither of these grown-up people can tell that he's just like laying in bed like <sighs> Yeah. he's I, got the ferris bueller thing where it's it's like yeah. a tape recording and yeah. just a dummy he's got his arm over his eyes and one eyes open like, yeah that's the real bene Gesserit conditioning right Pretending just to, to, to learn how to do tricks <laughs> i mean <laughs> all atreides day off <laughs> oh, i also no. <laughs> in terms of just like flowery writing i like that instead of he can't just say Herbert can't just say that Paul has green eyes. He can't just reiterate that. They have to be lime toned. Mm-hmm. Like I don't yes. think his eyes are lime green. I know what you're and getting at. Cold, but come on, it's cold colored, tussled hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like okay, <laughs> just say green. You can just say that's green. a touch of romance hey, look, in that. Yeah, this is. Yeah, a... that's. Definitely I'm Frank a... Herbert. I know colors. Okay, I know yeah. some colors. This is definitely yeah. a horny chapter because they use that a lot in romance writing. Like you know, oh yeah, hair like a raven's wing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And they always have <laughs> tousled black hair and oh yeah, green or blue yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. A wind troubled gray green of bushes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is very romantic writing. <laughs> Yeah, and it's also, funny because it's it's also like what's happening is so not romantic. Yeah, and I get I get that it's you know a parent looking at their child and thinking you know I see myself in him I see his father in him you know he's gonna look at his father, but there are also these moments where people keep looking at Paul and thinking like oh he he looks like Jessica he looks like his father this and that, and there's always this layer where it's like yeah that's what happens with children. Yeah. yeah, like, like I get. Like you know I mean, that. <laughs> I, it's just it happens so frequently that you're like, yeah, no, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's how that works. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they, in Harry Potter, where people to... are just like, oh my god, you look just like your dad. Yeah, he's my dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then there's even you. Know, we were talking about the extent to which Yui is deliberately throwing off Jessica, which is certainly true. But it seems like there are moments when Yui's about to spill the beans. Yeah. Oh, know? for sure. Uh huh. Yes, he is. Like it's pretty. It's it's pretty interesting. Like when it comes to talking about his wife, Wana, um, which I always just I kept getting the Spice Girls song stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just imagine her last name is Ziga Ziga, um, <laughs> which would be a very Dune name. It would be. Um, 
It would be. Um, but then again, what do I know? Every time I see Yui's first name, I get really hungry for Beef Wellington. <laughs> that is quite a name. Like it is. Yeah, Wellington. Yet another Yui. thing that has lasted ten thousand years. The name Wellington. Wellington. I really think that yes. they uh, tried to mix as much. Uh, he was trying to mix like cultures as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I think so. There was like, oh, there's no like nationalities anymore. You know, yeah, nobody it's like that has whole thing a, with, uh, a real cultural firefly. Yeah, but mm. that was still like there were still like two clearly defined cultures left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just didn't he just didn't happen to cast any any Chinese people in right. The show. Yeah, oops, uh, <laughs> whoops. No, it was interesting. Um, I just decided to skip ahead today and read the glossary. I skimmed over the glossary of terms just because, of oh, course, this yeah, book has a glossary because yeah. the movie had a glossary. And yeah. I forgot just how many, like, it, you know, reading this for the first time since high school, I forgot just how sort of Orientalist mm-hmm. this, the cultures and everything tend to be. Well, because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of Middle Eastern words and a lot mm-hmm. of like hyphenates, that kind of thing. And then also I realized they have they have baklava in the Dune mm-hmm. universe. They, it's yeah. called baklava, but they just call it like a, a fluffy pastry with like a date syrup or something. And like, that's baklava, you guys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm hungry for baklava. Yeah, that should last. <laughs> that sounds really Keep good. Keep that forever. Right. What yeah. food do they have? Yeah. <laughs> baklava is going to still be around 10,000 years later. <laughs> like, I'm okay I mean, there's with hope that. for the future. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, of all but... things. Like, please. Please keep baklava. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A heavy like... pastry made with date syrup. Hmm. Bada bing, bada boom. Sounds I wonder if that's even delicious. mentioned whatsoever. If he was just like, I don't know, they have baklava. This baklava. <laughs> Let's throw this shit in there. <laughs> Look, do you know how many fake languages and fake terms and fake religions I had to come up with? I'm not going to come up with a bunch of extra food, okay? Right. <laughs> I had to come up with a kangaroo mouse. What do you want from me? Aww. <laughs> a little more deeps. I. I really that's the what that's one of the things in this. Yes, also like interplanetary interplanetary travel sure whatever, but I want to see a kangaroo mouse. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing that I it. wish was most real. I'm also uh, convinced that Chome is just a fast food place. I mean, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Cuz yeah. it sounds like chew or chomp or you know, it's got the big bag ch- of chome. Yeah. Get chewer here. Right. More like a like a combine because the combine is in the name so i always think farming yeah 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 uh it's such a weird <laughs> such a weird setup <laughs> and right. there's, like, and even that you... i bet like the farmers probably you know they don't get to be just hi i'm i'm joe smith i farm it has to be you know he's in probably i think it's probably a very it's like a guild culture has come back like you know if you're gonna farm <laughs> you're gonna harvest whale fur you have to be in the whale fur Guild. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Union um, busting does not exist in keep... the year 10,191. <laughs> yeah. yeah you... I keep forgetting that the whale fur is such I'll a never right. Because it. it's like how the Harkonnens <laughs> made their fortune, right? Yeah. I'll never mm-hmm. forget the whale fur. Those or the sharks. The sharks that we're sending across <laughs> space. <laughs> we got oh, right. shark. space sharks. Sharks. Maybe well, would like you rather those... have them on in space or on the street? Maybe right. it's those um those fruit bite Be sharks. Responsible Remember those those sharks. shark bites? Those were delicious. Maybe it's those. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I I t- you guys are just trying to make me hungry. Is it yes. street sharks? <laughs> no, we're succeeding in making you hungry. I just can't help but I anytime I think of street sharks, I think of that Vin Diesel video where he's like doing like before he was famous and is just like doing the the, the oh, that commercial demonstration. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yes. Like that Man Paul shark. Rudd Super Nintendo commercial. So good. 
Yeah, it's Never. so good. It's, it's locked in my vault for all time. I'll remember <laughs> that till like I'm a little old lady if I live yeah. that long. <laughs> Who would Vin Diesel and Paul Rudd play in a Dune adaptation? Who should they play? Well, Vin would um, probably be Beast Raban, would who I cast him as. Although yeah. I don't know how great he would be in that role, but the Beast yeah. Riddick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could see him definitely as like a Harkonnen henchman. Yeah. yeah. Um, He could be that random guy that David Lynch invented for Jack Nance to play. <laughs> right. <laughs> bring him back. Yeah, yeah just because you have that to have guy. Jack Nance in the background. Yeah. Um, Jack Nance. Yeah, I don't know about Paul Rudd, though. I mean, I would cast him. Personally, I would cast him as Duncan just so we could uh, have him around for all time. Um, uh, that would be my but, Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> His face is also Especially... ageless enough. He could just play Paul. It's yeah. Fine. Right. Well, and the guy that played him, played Duncan Idaho in the Children of Doom miniseries was sort of mm-hmm. a Paul Ruddish type. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking he was the guy from Firefly. Firefly yeah. Who, like, yep, uh, yep. Um, yeah, from the Inara episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other thing in this chapter, though, I think this is when we specifically find out the reason for the Canley. Is that right? Or do we hear yeah. about it? In the yeah. Chapter yeah, first? we do. I think so we do. Like, um, the one of the Atreides Dukes like had a Harkonnen. What was it like? Banished for banished, cowardice. Yeah, yeah, for cowardice in the Battle of Corin, which I can only assume has to do with like the House Carino, which is the Emperor's seat. Anyway, yeah, this is the source of this, like, feud that's been going on for how many hundreds of years? Who knows? Yeah. And, like, Yui's pretty bitter about getting wrapped up in it, too. He's like, I can't believe this stupid bullshit. Yeah, I mean, rightly my so. Wife killed. I mean, yeah, oh, my God. I would be pissed, too. Like, I, why do I get pulled in the middle of this stupid fucking feud? That, like, like, yeah, something I don't care about this. Yeah. Yeah. What does this Here, got to do with me? Ugh. Here's always a question that I've wondered, though. Mm. I mean, never, we'll never have an answer to it. But do we think <laughs> that Juana actually loved you? Because <laughs> he's so just okay. like, why? You know what? You know, this like, why like... did she marry me? Why didn't we have kids? She loved me. Like, though, I know she, she did. Yeah. She was really cool and she loved me. What was, but I wonder why, like, what was her deal? And I don't know. You know what? You you know what? She was freaking reading my mind, though, because I was actually Mm. just thinking about this today because I was listening to the audiobook. And I kept thinking, like, he is so obsessed with this chick. And I also happened to have just been listening to the podcast called Obsessed. Um, So it was kind of already. In my mind, yes, you would love like your wife and you would not want your wife to be dead or suffering or whatever. But then like the line that he says, and I listened to it twice, like the line that he says about like, why didn't we have children was that I know she was, first of all, gross. I know there was no physical reason as a doctor. Um, yeah. Ew. <laughs> um, secondly, he said, and then he says, so it must have been some Bene Gesserit thing. And I'm just like, maybe yeah. she just won that into you, dude. Because I, I mean, maybe she married think... you because she was told to. He's like, yeah. what, what was the greater purpose? And no, I was come on. Like, I, when don't think, I don't think the Benny Gesserit get to just marry people. Yeah, they don't just marry people. They're told who to marry. Yeah. So, sorry, dude. Yeah, I think she probably didn't have any kids with you because they said, don't bother having any kids with him. Right. Also, the <laughs> tests you would have to do on someone to know whether or not there was a physical reason for you not to be having children are not things you casually perform upon your wife. 
So that, hence uh, my ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, dude, uh, my sympathy for you is just went down a few notches. Maybe it's you, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know what uh, you're doing. It's okay to talk to. She's just, she's just not that into Yui. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there. I know. It was right there. Right there and the I whole snatcheth time. it. You dunked on us. Also, <laughs> we all dunked together. <laughs> Wellington and Wana. There's a couple you don't want to invite places. Like, oh no, it's Wellington <laughs> and Wana. Oh boy, the Yui's oh, are here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> we're never sure if they're not if they're gonna stab us in the back by the time the party's over they're always you having those weird fights your, you don't want them on your bar trivia team that's for sure yeah, they're totally that sure. couple that's always fighting but like really quietly right. but uh, <laughs> but then like the next day they're like oh but i, I love him so much yeah. <laughs> she's always pissed that he's always like no but wanna wanna i love they're you. the kind baby, of couple that has baby, a joint baby Facebook i love account. you I love oh you. my oh. god <laughs> <you're> so right <laughs> well it's wanna anyway <laughs> oh guys oh, get new podcast title everybody yeah <laughs> why can't you have private facebook messages mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. whoops all um, her group also- chats were with benny jesuits <laughs> he was like wait what is what's that one say what's that one say? Uh, benny and the jesuits <laughs> <laughs> well because he also talks about um greed not touching him like he's, yeah. he can't be motivated by greed because i guess because of the suit conditioning but he but uh but then what motivates him and he says utility oh my <laughs> god i know he is waves so the, the long god, hair he, you bangs. know what yeah. utility i'm surprised jessica's not like i'm really surprised right? that, that jared leto poetry. is not playing this character yeah, yeah. i mean he knows, yeah they could have put him in yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised she doesn't do the, yeah, I've got to go assign everyone's rooms right after that line. Yeah. <laughs> Utility. Oh, I got, uh, you know, I'm going to go know, look I'm at all the rooms again. Busy. What am I doing in here? I've got so me? much to do. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got the Thanks things. for sedating my son. I've got to uh, be my, my sort of, you know, the Duke's secretary. Yeah, actually, I wanted to talk about yeah. that a little bit because um, they start getting into this, like, uh this conversation first before we get to that sort of separate from that there is another interesting kind of thing that pops up where they're talking about the water that i thought was really interesting where they keep like how they can't drill wells on arrakis like every time they try to sink a well like they'll get a well dug and they'll get like a little stream of water and then it instantly dries up pretty much uh, it doesn't matter like how deep they they drill, like how many wells they put in. It's the same thing. And she's like, it's almost as if something is like plugging it every time. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. I'm just imagining like just you know sandworms just taking their fingers and going boop and just like plugging each. Yeah. It, it's not the. Would it be like the the sand fishes? Or they, I think it's the sand trout. Yeah, the sand trout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plugging it. So that was interesting. That's a nice little bit of... Oh, and that this. leads into him saying, well, maybe the Harkonnens know, but they've hidden that information because they do stuff like that because they're the worst. And she's like, oh, what? She's like, whoa, what's going on there, dude? <laughs> that yeah. was uh, so intense. That's she kind of finds out from then. He's like, oh, you know, my wife... She she's like oh no 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 I got it 
no yeah. need to go into detail uh understood and she's kind of like getting pissed on his behalf like oh mm-hmm. they killed a Bene Gesserit how dare they <laughs> yeah classic <laughs> virtue signaling <laughs> <laughs> so funny oh god but she's kind of like she's got like a bit of bitterness there about being like because he asks like hey, uh, so why didn't you make the Duke marry you? And she's like, excuse me? Yeah, which I mean is the only appropriate response. Yeah. What is this conversation? Yeah. Like, Clint, you're recently married. You're pretty much yeah. still a newlywed. Like, if yeah. you guys, you know, if someone had come up to you like a year ago and been like, so why don't you just marry? Why don't Why don't you just make her marry you? <laughs> I just make her baby. I feel like none of your business. Who are you, sir? This is a sir. This is a subway. <laughs> Would you like to try our our foot long Chipotle Southwest right. steak? Right. Yes, I would. Yes. White wheat or Italian urban cheese. Right. I just, to me, like, that, I I can't help but think, like, he was trying to throw her off with that question. Like, I'm being too weird. I'm being too weird. Ask her something. Yeah. And that was just, like, the first thing that came out of her mouth. That whole section is so awkward because he's like, well, Jessica, can I ask you a personal question? And she's like, yeah, you're you're my friend. Friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think we've all been there. So it's like, oh, we're friends. Hey, so... Right. Anyway, how's your sex life? Right. <laughs> Mark. Yeah, for, for yeah. me, I mean, usually, you know, Dune is really good about working exposition into dialogue a little more organically, mm-hmm. but there are moments like this where it kind of <laughs> feels like the the first motivation in, in Herbert's mind is to just be like, okay, here I'm going to explain to the reader how concubines work. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like, like in chapter two, all the way back in chapter two, I don't know if you guys talked about this part, but like, Baron Harkonnen talks about himself as I, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. Yeah. I'm like, you know who you are. <laughs> You're talking to your sons. But he is Even so when dramatic, he... though. I, I can yeah. see him doing it. He is so extra. He is very extra. He's a theater like, kid, you could tell. The yeah. Well, even when they're talking about the feud, they could just be like, oh, the feud. Instead, it's like, well, here's yeah, the, the entire backstory of the feud. We're and having the this ancient very art con- of vendetta. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the oh, but the bit about the secretary, mm, yeah. Um, yeah, that comes before the why haven't you made him marry you? Which is like also so insulting because it's one like you're a woman, can't you make men do stuff? And then also you're a Betty Jesuit, don't you? Can't you make men do stuff? Right. Do do your magic or whatever it is you people do. Mm. Like oh great, but she points out that she is also the the Duke's secretary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say, and this book was written in the mid '60s when. Uh... When dudes did like have take liberties with their secretaries and didn't marry them, so like I kind of wondered if it was more like like a cabinet secretary kind of thing, or if it was like, or was it kind yeah. of encompassing both like aspects of it? I like, like that she says she has Betty Jesuit she, business training, which is I guess what she yeah. majored in instead I, of truth yeah. truth saying. <laughs> Thinking like she got her go to like Bene Gesserit Business School. I do not understand this <laughs> world. Sometimes <laughs> they learn how to do everything. Yeah, is Wharton still around? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Arulan learned how to write 
lots and lots and lots and lots (laughs) we Um, harp on this every week i feel like poor (laughs) erlin yeah nothing else to do and uh she does say that you know well it's it's a lot safer to have a secretary who loves Mm -hmm. you and will be loyal to you and he's like well that's not fair I got pissed. I'm like, is she not allowed to have any emotions ever? Is she never allowed to freaking be frustrated and express herself ever? Yeah. I mean, I get that. I think this is a way for Herbert to to kind of put in, to to reemphasize that Leto loves Jessica, that he hasn't Mm -hmm. not married her because he doesn't love her, that it's not, you know, for all that he's being portrayed as, you know, he's cold and this and that. Like, he, he does love her. Um... But yeah, like she's allowed to be pissed about that. Like we talked yeah. the last time about, I mean, even just in the case of like, yes, she she's already unpacking the whole house. Um, yeah. She found out her husband is probably going to die, even though she can't tell anybody. Her son is who knows what. Mm-hmm. And he's just a teenager. So, I mean, it's probably like there's a whole thing with that anyway. Yeah. Um, there's that whole scene with the shadow mapes, which is a whole like another layer that she's having to deal happened. with. It's it just, just happened. happened. She's got a knife in her bosom. Like yeah. it's in her cleavage. She right now. just cut a woman's chest with this knife. And I cannot imagine that's yeah. comfortable because I don't. I also, again, because we've talked about this, I don't know what she's wearing because he's not giving me any descriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, And. So she's just got a knife stuck who knows where, and that can't be comfortable. I mean, earlier she kind of like wraps her arms around herself and can feel it, which Mm -hmm. is both, you know, momentous because of what just occurred, but also it's probably like poking her. Mm -hmm. And now this guy is standing here just being like, yeah, come on. You're not being fair to Leto. Yeah. He loves you. Come on, he loves you. Like, shut up. I know that. This is my whole thing too with like, okay. This was my whole thing, and this is completely unrelated to Dune, but this is, like, my whole thing with Betty Draper. I cannot wait to get all the hate mail for saying this, but fucking leave Betty Draper alone already. Oh, God. I know Mad Men's been off the air for years, but still, (laughs) it still bothers me. Like, it still bothers me, because women are not allowed to have emotions that are anything other than supportive of their man. It's It's just just her people are Nordic. Yeah, it really yeah. just makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say I was triggered. Uh-oh. Look Uh-oh. out, Snowflake. <laughs> also explained to me by why a, a Quebecois woman in the 1940s was named Megan. Anyway, moving on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been a Mad Men Dunecast. Right. <laughs> oh, this is an everything Dunecast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and then we get the you know futility by Calvin Klein. Futility. <laughs> um, and then we hear about Spice because then he is just asking weird oh, questions. Yeah, we At this what, point, what I would be like, I gotta like. go. Do you remember your right. first taste of Spice? I'm gonna leave. Yeah, that, I don't like that this conversation like anymore. I don't know what to, I don't know it what does. I'm really sad about my wife. <laughs> Seems like you're really mad at really mad I'm at the very right now. A very lonely. Your man. son is sedated um, in the next room. Do you remember your first taste like of spice? I mean, really, would you take all of Jessica's lines out and just have Yui's lines like that? Like it does read like a David Lynch script. Yeah, <laughs> it tasted like soup. 
a fun game I like to play with these chapters in Dune is I like to put the word pumpkin in front of spice. <laughs> pumpkin. <laughs> Do you remember your first taste of pumpkin spice? <laughs> Delicious. Some hold that the pumpkin spice produces a learned flavor reaction. Yes, it tastes like autumn. Yes. Yeah, every time. It tastes like you're drinking a cardigan. <laughs> I get out my brown knee boots. Yeah. There you and go. Got my flannel. It's mm. tight season. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, okay. So, one other important thing, kind of not important in the scheme of things, but important moment is so important happens. Jessica's leaving and she's yeah. like, he's hiding something. I should go bother him and make him tell me what it is and i think it was like him i honestly think it was that question why don't you make the duke marry you like the way he phrased it she's like no i should trust my friends more and she pieces out and it's just like ah <laughs> no go back and make him oh yeah right well because it seems as though because she brushes it off to be like you know he's holding something back to save my feelings no doubt so mm -hmm. i think like Yui's plan to sort of chalk it up to being embarrassed um, worked. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's a good man. Doesn't have any friends. Like, she doesn't have anyone to talk to. She has the Duke when he's around and her son. So I think she is probably just like, what do you do when you have a friend? You trust yeah. them. I'm going to go. It's... Right. <laughs> I don't know if you ever do this uh, or if you've been doing this with the chapters or anything, but you, you know, you read the chapter and you sort of envision the, the cast of the movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I keep thinking about the cast from the miniseries and the Yui in that miniseries is like a doddering old man. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes it, it's very interesting to like try to play that like sexual tension out with like these this oh, old no. like professorial this type in like a weird orange robe. Like it's very weird. Because he's he's behaving kind of like, you know, a moody teen. Yeah. You this know, is gonna be real phase. tough now. Yeah. I know, right? Well You're we welcome. get to casting news. Uh this whole Hell scene yeah. is gonna play out real differently, guys. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> like now I'm actually looking forward to this. Mm, yeah, now no, that you like put say. It in Yes, so is there anything on. else we need to say about chapter eight before we get into that? Um, I I think that's that's it. And now Jessica is off. And I think yeah. next time next time we get more Paul. Mm hmm yeah, I shouldn't sound Paul. that way. <laughs> Thanks, the Paul. Pain. Yeah, it's He's kind of actually an, an important little moment for Paul in the next yeah. chapter, but I won't spoil it for the nope. listeners. Um by the way, if you're learning about dune from this podcast i'm sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> um like don't listen to this blind if you're actually reading along then that's really awesome and we love it and encourage it and totally want to hear everything you think about it if but if you're just read, learning uh then sorry again for all the spoilers but again i think as we said thing with dune is that you can hear as many spoilers as there are and it still mm -hmm. will not spoil anything because no. dune is weird yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> it's, i don't want to say like incomprehensible because no you, you can comprehend it it's just fucking weird i'm sorry i just went to the imdb page for dune uh -huh. and the video on it is just a picture of timothy chalamet and steve carell from beautiful boy yeah <laughs> i saw that <laughs> you're like i don't know this off. kid yeah right <laughs> it's addicted to spice 
<laughs> I do just, I, just because your your Siri was talking to you the other day. Uh, the Alexa on my Kindle started acting up because <laughs> I was watching Shit's Creek, and someone yeah. said Alexis, and it went, "Hello, <laughs> no <great>. Alexa." <laughs> That's, Moira that's was not funny. talking to you. <laughs> I bought my that's parents great. one last year for Christmas, and my mom got scared of it and made my dad put it in the basement. So it's like, well, there was eighty dollars wasted. So great, <laughs> thanks, mom. Who could Dan Levy play in Dune? I uh, who would Dan Levy play? Hmm, someone wonderful. Everyone. Yeah, I think he'll be a great piter. <laughs> Oh, I'm just picturing. Oh, he's my baby boy. Because I mean, that Piter in the book, Piter is pretty sassy. Yeah, it's true. He is pretty sassy. Now I'm envisioning him as. If you never watched Shit's Creek, I'm sorry. Go to uh, go on YouTube and watch it immediately. <laughs> yeah. I am picturing that whole that scene with the Baron where he's like, "Can I finish?" Like I am picturing like David <laughs> yeah. Rose, just like. Mm. <laughs> Doing yeah. the little thing where he like purses his lips and kind of yeah. like. Yeah, but the, this um, time they're stained red. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just going. With the big eyebrows. Well, he's already got the eyebrows. Uh. He's got the levy eyebrows. <laughs> Those eyebrows. I don't Honestly, know Honestly, the decided. eyebrows are just a lynch thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't uh... like that. Not, it never says anywhere in the book that they have huge eyebrows. I don't know what the hell. Like, how would that be Because your thing? brain... Your brain is, like, computing too much to, like, think about grooming. I don't know. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, that has as a thing. David, so, what are you thinking? That, that's not something that an entire group would have. Right. Like, you're not well, it's getting... like with the Vulcans and bowl cuts, you know? Eyebrow. <laughs> Actually, like, it's so extensions. funny you mentioned that. Because we were watching Discovery, and my husband says, like, I, I get, like, it's a cultural thing, but, like, why does everyone on Vulcan have bowl cuts? I don't understand the most understand logical it. hairstyle. Yes. <laughs> All to I know who? about that show is what I see on like Doug Jones's Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it reminds so me good. of uh, did did any of you watch uh, the Undiscovered Country Star Trek? The one with Kim Cattrall, where Kim Cattrall's a Vulcan. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. Um, but because her her hairstyle is very interesting, I call it a Vulcan mullet. But it's like lo logic in front, <laughs> oh, yeah. party in back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And there are no sideburns to it at all. Like it's just like a straight line. It's wild. I uh, always wanted to know why Khan had a mullet because that's not very advanced. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's from the more rural areas of Vulcan. Um, <laughs> they don't have fashion. <laughs> they have they, they suffer from logical anxiety. Um, all I know about Discovery <clears throat> is from this commercial that I keep seeing on Facebook that tells me that Spock on it is really hot. <laughs> Yeah, he is, he is really he's hot. hot. That beard is is. Something. I just keep it's... seeing these clips, and there's just this one where they're just talking. And I'm like, oh, they have Spock on the. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, Hello. let me tell you, it's Gregory Peck's grandson, Ethan Peck. Oh my! And he is a tall drink of water in leather pants and Vulcan ears, <laughs> just like fighting and so Like, who is is this Spock? This, this is the plot of my best okay. friend's Star Trek novel, I think. Okay. It, it, it does. like it. Actually, I'm Spock's evil twin, Scott. Yeah, it's so good, though. It's Mr. Scott. Oh, wait, that's already a person. Never I mean, mind. I will have to send you screenshots uh, of conversations between myself and Sammy, who uh, our guest from a previous episode, who we... You know, I'll text her every day because she doesn't have... Every week because she doesn't have... Uh, 
the CBS All Access, but I'll just be like, look, Spock's in leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. Come and over and watch the show. The show knows how stupid the beard is because they make a crack about the beard. Yeah, I don't care. I like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very into this box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is checking all of my boxes. Well, there you go. I just like that that's really where they focus these ads that I get on Facebook. Yeah, like, yeah, he's barely been in this season yeah. at all. Yeah, he's only showed up the last few about a few episodes. They've, they've yeah. cultivated yeah. a few a few ad clips that are just like, "Hey, people, are Sox you really hot? <laughs> are you intrigued by the idea of leather pants in that space? Pike ain't nothing to shake a stick at either, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pike's pretty uh, hot too. So, oh, anyway. yeah, that, who is that? That's Anson um... Mount. <laughs> he was in the the short lived I... Inhumans show. I always yes. have to say his name that way. I'm sorry. It's Anson Mount. Mount. <laughs> um, Britney Spears' love interest from the feature film Crossroads. Oh. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Dime store Vigo. Look, Mortensen. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't watch. I didn't watch Hell on Wheels. So I, my... <laughs> I watched one episode and I was like, I can't decide if this guy's really handsome or like the ugliest person I've ever seen. Turns out he's really handsome. So, um, <laughs> is, he, is he handsome or just show... has a beard? Yeah, the beard did not do anything for him. I'll say that. That's a question anyway. for the ages. Right. Enough about Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to our Dune podcast. Hooray. Right. So we did actually, for the first time in a while, we have some casting announcements. Yes. And a pretty exciting one, I will say. We have quite a few because we also got not just casting, but also just a lot of other people involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, crew and whatnot. Crew. Um, Contributors. Uh, one one thing, just because I think that it's interesting, because I don't, I'm interested to see what this individual will be doing, is that they now have a language consultant, mm -hmm. uh, who is David J. Peterson, who invented uh, Valyrian and Dothraki for Game of Thrones. Okay. So. Okay. I'm interested to see like where where that's going to come into play because I doubt they're going to have like dialogue scenes like on Game of Thrones, you know, in other languages. But mm -hmm. you know, um, I I love when movies and shows invent languages because I I used to try to do that when I would write like fantasy fiction and I don't know enough about language to do that and you could probably tell. <laughs> so <laughs> it's an amazing skill in my mind. And then the other big one in terms of true is that the music is gonna be Hans Zimmer yeah uh That's exciting it's no Toto but you know <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I am petitioning for just reusing the Gladiator soundtrack because it's great and who cares about Gladiator well mm -hmm. Hans Zimmer's been reusing the Gladiator soundtrack for 20 years so I think you'll be but fine. not with the Lisa <laughs> Gerard yeah it's fair like bring um, back Lisa and her amazing voice Mm -hmm. And her made-up language that she sings in. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, if anyone's been Googling the lyrics to Now We Are Free since, like, whenever Gladiator came out in the year 2000, um, that's not a real language. You just did it, yeah. It's an, in, in, what is it called? An Indioglossia. Like, she invented it. Yeah. It, now, she's from Dead Can Dance, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I was going to um, say, isn't that kind of their thing? <laughs> For a second, I thought you said like a place, and I was like, oh, I think she's from Australia. Did can dance Australia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we also did get flawless Australian accent. Yes. Casting information. 
So we have yes. one mystery one. Let's do the mystery one first. Mm-hmm. Stephen McKinley Henderson. Um, who who is... you, you've definitely seen in stuff. If you Google him, you're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But they don't know who he's playing. He was just in an article listed as one of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so my but on, on Reddit is, yeah, Thufer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he's got the body for Fade. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be amazing. I want to see this dude in a metal bikini. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we haven't seen, we haven't gotten fade casting. No, there's no fade. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. the that's the one that we're all like. Just still... watch. It's gonna be Jared Leto. Ugh. I mean, <sighs> fine, whatever. He is <laughs> that moment in the Blade Runner like like trailer when it was just like, mm. oh, Jared Leto. Mm. yeah i know every time i see him i'm just i get excited for something and i'm like oh no if you went to 1995 and told me that i would someday be tired of jared leto being in face (laughs) i would hit you in the face with my Mm -hmm. white painted nails and i go no (laughs) jordan catalano forever well that would Um, be like if you went to 1989 and told me that i would one day despise johnny depp I i would never believe you but here yeah. we are. I do oh, want to go to like 1997 and apologize to Skeet Ulrich for calling him a low rent Johnny Depp. Oh no! <laughs> Not oh, to his face Skeet. or anything. Like justice just, like, for hashtag justice for Skeet. Like reading <laughs> reading a like you know actually YM you know, magazine. Like I didn't say it to him. <laughs> so this is a thing. One of the reasons that like I fell for my husband was he had a blog and it's long since gone away, but. He had this game where he would play, he was called like the poor man's. So he would always do like <laughs> the poor man's version of like, like, uh, oh gosh, Breck and Myers, the poor man's Noah Wiley. And it was always like these B-list <laughs> celebrities. It's so good. Uh, that's what I think of now every time I hear the poor man. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> one, one bit of casting news that I hadn't heard about until just recently was um, finding out that David Desmalkian is going to play Peter DeVries. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It's very exciting from Ant- Ant-Man. Yeah, he's great Knight. in that movie, <laughs> in those movies. I just rewatched Ant-Man and Wasp the other night, and I was like, I you still know, have to see that. I have not stuff. seen that yet. It's fun. Like, it's I, I love fun. I love the Ant-Man movies as kind of like the sitcom wing of the MCU where they're like, they are the lightest yeah. mistakes. It's, it was um, just such a breath of fresh air after that. It really, oh, yeah. After Infinity War, <laughs> yeah. I needed The one that it. ends like a funeral. Because yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of almost done with the MCU at this point. Like, this is too much. Like, I got into these because they were fun and you know clippy and you sort of everyone's quipping at each other and having a good time and they're colorful and bright and they just got like so freaking dark that i was like this is like not even really any different from watching i mean it's better made obviously than a dc movie but it's such a freaking bummer i hate thanos as a villain (laughs) just like (laughs) i've said it before I just love your <laughs> hatred for Thanos. I just really oh. fucking hate Thanos. Okay, I think he's a shitty villain. Overall, I sent you that just... art someone had done of the Baron, where he really looked like Thanos because he was wearing a lot of rings. And I was like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> and I sent it to her specifically for that. I was like watching my text, like, come on, come on. <laughs> but just yeah. find some of the hot Thanos pictures. Oh, it just makes me even matter. <laughs> I mean, I look. I say, look to this. If you're out there looking at pictures of hot Thanos, I mean, mm. do what you have to do with your yeah. life. Yeah, I'm um, not judging you. It's just not yeah. my. No, thing. I mean, 
you get Tom Hiddleston in a greasy wig, and I'm like, well, all right, I'm in this again. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> fine. <laughs> that was basically my. I think when I God, I guess it was when they were first maybe filming Thor Ragnarok, like the first, mm-hmm. like the only time he ever posted on Instagram was just like a picture of him in the Loki wig, being like, <laughs> you know, he's back, and I was like, oh damn it. I'm in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he, he really is Tom. what's kept me coming back. <laughs> right. Uh, uh-huh. But but other casting news. Yes. This is exciting. Okay. This I'm is the excited big one. about this. Yes. So we have our Dr. Yue. Hooray. It's um, uh, Chen Chang, who a lot of you will probably know from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. Um, oh. Right. I don't remember his character's name, but he's that rebel guy that like lives in the desert. You know, yes. you all know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, rem- <laughs> I was trying to de- describe it to my husband. I was like, remember, he's the really hot one, the biscuit. And he was like, I don't know <laughs> what you're the talking biscuit. about. <laughs> you know, the biscuit. <laughs> you're the and only the second in- person I've ever heard use that phrase. <laughs> The other one being Gina Radcliffe, who was previously she, on the show. Guess who she yeah. got that from? Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, she used it to here. refer to Michael Bean and something we were talking about. I was just like, ah, oh, it's yes. great. Now, yes, Michael Bean. That is also a biscuit. Yes. Yes. Bean and a biscuit. Um, He's not. <laughs> not like a, it sounds like an English like. dinner. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I also remember him from The Assassin, which is like a really sort of slow, contemplative kind of reverse crouching tiger like a even mm-hmm. like slower more contemplative mm. art house crouching tiger from ho shao shen but it's fantastic it was like one of the first professional reviews i got to write was for that movie which really yeah exciting. i heard a lot of really amazing things about that movie and i never it was playing here at, at my local theater and i never got around to seeing it and every time i've just been like i should really watch this and i'm just like i'll just watch Thor Ragnarok again. <laughs> like, oh, and yeah. he was the the lead when he was a kid. His first role was in A Brighter Summer Day, which is an Edward Yang film that's fantastic and like a lot of new Taiwan cinema, really long. <laughs> but the point is, he's a really great actor. He's very yes. talented. He's easy on the eyes. We're lucky ladies, so. And now yeah. we have all of us. You know, we have to have a reckoning mm-hmm. because now we have. Hot UA. Hot UA yep. and a pretty hot dang UA. hot Jessica, too. I mean, just, it's not a very hot cast. Like, this mm-hmm. cast is, very is, hot cast. You know. this, this cast fucks. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jason Momoa and Oscar Charlotte Isaac Rampling. I mean, same movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Josh Brolin can turn around and look at the wall, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's fine. Whatever. <laughs> like Stilgar's gonna be so hot. Yeah. And that's yes. nothing against nothing against any previous Stilgars, but come on. They weren't Javier Bardeen. <laughs> no. Yeah. No offense. Um, guy whose name I can't remember from Twitter. Stone Scar's garden, presumably a bat suit. I don't think that, we don't doing know. It. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we, we have not heard. Yeah. yeah. They haven't yeah. they haven't said I haven't seen any like you know, sometimes they'll be like, Oh, you know, what like <laughs> the last movie I got really excited about, this is really sad, was The Dark Tower. <laughs> oh no. Boy, was I just... let down. <laughs> oh. I still haven't seen it. My condolences. That. Oh yeah, don't don't bother it. So we yeah. uh, well, have you, to I still have I watched it and I still haven't seen it because it's literally right. dark. There's yeah. an entire sequence. There's an entire action sequence that you cannot see hey, what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. All I will say for the casting of the Dark Tower is that at least that finally makes it makes sense that everywhere they go, someone is banging Roland. <laughs> like, yeah. Roland, yeah. you don't have time for this. Yeah, it's a lot harder to swallow in the book when they're like, oh, he's so ugly. He's so hideous. But oh my he, God, why? So much tail. Yeah. <laughs> that chick in the last, oh God, what's her name? The one in the, is it, is it the second to last one who's basically just like, hey, what if we just have sex? What's it's up? like, woman. <laughs> Excuse me. The one who, mm. who, when they're in the real, uh, anyway. Okay. Right. When they're in the little town in the Wolves of the Cala, is that the one? No, no. The one in our our world. The one who drives them around. Oh. Um. When they don't hit Stephen King. If you've never read The Dark Tower, um, hey, Stephen King is there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, boy, don't get me started. In yeah. more ways than one, ostensibly. Yeah. Which, again, also. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> but anyway, when it's Idris Elba, you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. right, Did fine. you guys hear about the casting news for the Dark Tower Amazon show that dropped today? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard. What? I don't. I didn't recognize the name of the actor who plays uh, Roland, but the guy who's what? playing the Man in Black is the the Klansman from Black Klansman, like the one that's like always on them, the one who looks like Rickety Cricket from mm-hmm. uh, It's Always Sunny. Uh, I think it's that guy playing the Man in Black. So oh, like, Megan, it's a couple they're, of they're doing nobodies, a Black Tower but... or Dark Tower TV show. Where have I been? Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> i'm enjoying the journey the of, only uh, like i said the only casting i care about is who's gonna play cuthbert cuthbert that's all i care about they'll like, just get alicia cuthbert he is no he's the most important character to me personally uh-huh. i just want to oh, like that's fair put him in my heart carry him yeah. around yes oh, um yeah. so we'll see i i don't know like Anyway, yeah, that was the last thing I got like really excited about. I, I don't even remember how I got started talking about this or why. Because <laughs> we always end either. up talking about the Dark Tower. And it's me. It's it. my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I opened the door just to ran. Oh God, right a whole Dark Tower chapter by chapter series is next, isn't it? Um, you know, <laughs> I just really I've thought you'll be doing that it. until you die. There are yeah. so many. We'll be doing this until we die. There are so many of those already. I feel like yeah. and there just wasn't yeah. like a lot of there. There are not other Dune podcasts out there. If you found this show, you probably know that already. But there's not a lot or none that had, you know, sort of a, a female perspective. So we wanted to do that. And yeah. here we are. Right. 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 So. But also, um, I really like the Dark Tower. <laughs> we so sometimes really that happens. Do. We really do. We're pluralists over here. <laughs> <laughs> I can like more than one thing. I mean, do we want to talk about Gormenghast? I, I can do that too. The no one ever talks. No one ever talks about Gormenghast. <laughs> no. It's a book series. There's only really two and a half, kind of. And anyway, you don't have to read the third one. Go read Gormenghast, guys. Mm-hmm. It's really good. There's a series. Jonathan Rhys Meyers was in it. Okay, mm-hmm. moving on. Wow. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Someone is listening, um, going Gormenghast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think that pretty much does it. That that's that was all the casting announcements for yes. Dune this week. And we're still, as we said, we're still waiting to see who plays Fade. I'm excited um, and a little scared, but the shout so out mapes. Far, yeah, the shout out mapes is still uh pending. Yeah, really? I mean there's not, as we know, a ton of female characters. Right. Uh, so they've really cast the two mm-hmm. the three Alia. big ones. Mm-hmm. Well, that one's going to be tough because mm-hmm. they're going to have to. 
and again, this is like, so people are probably going who, um, I doubt they're like, they're going to have to go as they have with everyone and make her like nine or 10 mm-hmm. because they're not going to have like a three-year-old running around. <laughs> Right. With a Chris knife. <laughs> like, oh, with Alia. Right. Like, How old was Alicia? Alia will just with? be full CG. They made her. Alicia, she was like five or something when they She did was this. very. But I think, you know, she was. Um, but. Just get that girl from the Florida Project. <laughs> She's so cute. Not that Alicia yeah. Witt wasn't cute, but oh my God, I'm trying to envision yeah. that now. Oh no. <laughs> that would be. Oh no. I just vision that would movie would have gone very differently, <laughs> right? <laughs> just Willem Dafoe opening a door. Oh, Mooney, God. what are you doing? <laughs> I hold the gom jabbar at your throat, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Fix our lights, yes, please. <laughs> Leave my mom alone. She's doing the best she can. <laughs> just hearing Alia call people a stupid thought. <laughs> Oh. Okay, there's not. Sorry, I'm not going to say there go. are no. I'm not going to say there are no thoughts in the two universe. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no! Well, in the future world of Dune, there's a whole organization where you train your entire life to become the greatest thoughts in the galaxy. <laughs> I mean, don't we do kind of get that later? Yes, don't we, we do. We? <laughs> I guess we do. When we have the sex battle, <laughs> right? Uh, or as I call it, fuck fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) My man! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Uh, Oh my god, this is definitely the silliest we've gotten on the show. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you, Clint. So I think I should wrap okay. this up now. We will be talking mm. all night. Um, <sighs> so we uh, don't have any new emails this week to read, which is a bummer. But uh, as always, email us at weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hear your letter read on the show, send it in. We'll read it uh, and respond as best we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dune tweet of the week, the cover of the week comes from at Robot Squid on Twitter. I was listening to the audiobook, but I'm going to say it counts because so am I. Yeah. It totally it's counts. It's still reading. It's still reading. All media. Yeah. If you're listening mm-hmm. to it, if you're reading it on a Kindle, mm-hmm. uh, if it's a you know library copy, an old copy, I mean, it's yeah. all. It's we, all we love to see it all, all the old copies, especially if you have one in a in a different language. I love, I would oh, some of those are amazing. Those. Yeah, because I feel like the U.S. always gets like the worst, most boring covers for books other countries yeah. they always get the best covers um so that's something yeah. i definitely want to see send them to us um we are at weirding pod on twitter and as i said weirding podcast at gmail.com so show us your cover hashtag send dunes clint do you have anything coming up that you'd like to plug uh that's a very good question um one of my many podcasts, one of my million <laughs> podcasts I do that's not Happy Cast or more of a comment, really, or guesting on fine podcasts such as these, is one called The Hall of Faces, where mm. uh, myself and fellow TV critic Allison Shoemaker and we a couple of guests we bring on every month, uh, we talk about a different TV show and we each pick four characters 
from that show and just basically have a debate as to which one is the greatest character on that show. And we put them in a pantheon of great TV characters where we're gathering called the Hall of Faces. Mm -hmm. um, for next month, we're going to be doing The Sopranos, which I'm very Ooh. excited about. Mm. Um, so yeah, tune into that one. You can find that stuff along with a lot of my other stuff at thespool.net. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Clint Worthing. Yeah. The Spool is really great. Please go check it oh, out. Give yes, it a read. Yes, please it's do. Always like entertaining. And barely two months old. It is a daily read for me. I'll say yes. that. Yeah. Well, that that reminder posts something every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's it's just like like you said, it's kind of in your tagline for the site, but it's refreshing to read about films and television and things like that without the sort of like oh let, who can have the hottest take you know yeah it's just yeah. Like, yeah, that gets yeah oh so yeah for sure old yes. you know it's just like i don't want to hear how freaking clever you think you are i just want to know if i will enjoy this movie right and right. it has tended i mean obviously there's no way to gauge how you're doing this mm -hmm. i can only assume you're hacking my mind somehow <laughs> but it's always things that i either am watching or want to watch mm -hmm. like i'm never there's very there's been very little that i'm like i really don't care about that you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes yeah. you get a movie review where you're like well i don't want to see that yeah <laughs> you know well it helps that like we don't super get you know the hugest movies all the time so we can actually like take the time to focus on indies and shit right it's always nice yeah and our uh first guest from the show gina radcliffe is also a contributor over there so mm -hmm. definitely go yes. read more at the spool.net it's really good shit clint thank you so much for being on the show yes thank you we would love thank to you have you back on as if you're gonna keep reading let us know if there's a chapter you want to talk about because we'd love to have you come back on and talk some more yeah absolutely i will June. Yes. Right. It was it was funny because I was trying to track down like an old paperback copy of this, but I couldn't in Chicago. Like oh. used bookstores after a used bookstore didn't have it. So I had to order a paperback off Amazon like a oh. savage. <gasps> yeah. People are people are <laughs> rating it. You know, it's the movie's coming out. It got real hip. Yeah. I mean, that happened yeah. right before the most recent It came out in the theaters. Mm. You could not find a paperback copy in any of the used bookstores. So it happens. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, here's a brick, friends. Read that. Read it as, yeah. as an ebook, please, because I've carried around a copy of it, and oh boy, yeah, well, my this... copy of Dune's pretty hefty. Yeah, well, it's not it heavy, but it's pretty dang yeah. heavy. <laughs> no, my uh, book I... copy is so thick. I I told my wife that uh, they just called it Dune because that's the sound it makes when you bonk someone on the head. With it. <laughs> I I would love I would love to know how much the readership of this goes up as people start to learn more about the movie, because I, mm -hmm. I do hope that people will, you know, even if they just are like, Oh, that dreamy Timothy Chalamet that they're like, Oh, well, maybe I'll read this book. <laughs> like, yeah, right. please. Yeah. I do feel like, um, I have seen some people online talking about like, Oh, I'm going to finally read Dune. And it's mm -hmm. like, yes. Yeah. Come on, do it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you interest people with, you know, certain actors are, creators the creatives that mm -hmm. they identify with that they sort of follow like there are certain actors and actresses who i like will watch anything they're in yeah uh, i would say oscar isaac was one of those but i'm not watching that netflix movie <laughs> that he's in right now the jungle oh, triple one. frontier yeah no thank oh. you <laughs> yeah. um, but i sent you that interview he did with pedro pascal and that's really oh, all we need was, to see of it <laughs> it just like warmed my heart so much like i'm still... we're also campaigning for pedro pascal to just be the portrait of the old duke 
Yes, we yeah. want this so much. I think he would look good in a painting in a magenta cape. <laughs> About to be killed by a bull. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, that will wrap us up for this week. Uh, you've right. already heard all of our stuff, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>